0: Midnight Meat Suits, welcome back to Read It and Weep, a podcast that used to be about books. This is episode six of season three. No, wait, seven. This is episode seven of season three of the program. What a uh, twist! Season- How about
1: eight? I <laughs> episode eight. Make it episode eight. Yeah. Uh, it was episode
2: eight all along. I was <laughs> trying
0: to say six, but when I when I said it, I started to feel nauseous, so I had to fix it.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: this is our slightly condescending film school season of the program. I'm your host, of course. I'm Alex Falcone, coming to you today from the icy shores of Lake Ontario, overlooking the sleepy town of Burlington. That's what? where I am. I'm in Burlington, Ontario, um, a city where... it's a coat factory. Yeah, it's where the coats come from. Yep. And also, you're not able to eat any food after 9 p.m., it turns out. Like gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> Just like gremlins. That's exactly right. Um, Didn't want people it, to turn in gremlins. It's an, <laughs> for safety reasons. That must be it. I thought it was just like the city that sleeps. I thought it was just ah, um, uh, the city that, that, that kind of sleeps. Thing. That's what they call it. Yeah. The city that
3: has oh, somewhere to be in romantic the Romantic city. The city yeah. that sleeps every <laughs> night. Every night they <laughs> sleep there. I think you need to go outside and throw water on a random person just to find out for science what's actually happening. Is that a Gremlins no. thing? Yeah, you can't put water on Gremlins <laughs> I, either. You can't, you never can't put seen water various. on Gremlins. That's you one of the know. main rules. Come up. on, Alex, Alex. There's two goddamn rules for Gremlins. We all know. That. <laughs> yeah, I've um, never seen Gremlins.
1: I really should. No, that's it, Alex. Alex, as as my hero Benoit Blanc says, <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, I want to talk more about that accent, but first let me introduce you to the panel. Um, that voice, of course, you can tell from his accent that he's from Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox.
1: Um, Alex, I knew the second you were involved in this murder
0: by the stain on your foot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I want to talk more about that, but I, I, that's that's, I think in my, it's the area of the film I don't want to talk too much about for spoilery reasons. But the, yes, the foot go. area of the, the movie, foot area. I don't want to talk about the foot um also joining us uh, and having a keen eye he's at anthony lopez pt2 on twitter in southeast portland it's my good friend and co-host mr anthony lopez alex
3: i cannot get wait to get into how you think there's nothing wrong with generational wealth and now uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's just, there's gonna be some real parasite vibes this episode <laughs> Look,
0: i don't want to get into it too fast but the only character i sympathized with was the nazi child Oh of yeah, course.
2: <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> was it joylessly masturbating? Joylessly masturbating to uh, what was the pictures of something? Yeah, yeah
2: just um, give him some cats? space. Actually, I'm kind of with you here. Stop, <laughs> stop parading that in front of everybody that he was masturbating. Okay, he's young. Uh, man, it's weird I, for him. One
0: of the things that I is very like delightfully surprising about this movie is how good the comic timing is, and mm-hmm. the comic timing on him saying. The Nazi teen joylessly masturbating in the bed, or like, or the masturbating the Nazi na- kid. masturbating like,
3: Nazi boy, yeah,
0: yeah, that is so, such a funny line. Mm-hmm. Um, also joining us today, by the way, the do panel. not Google that phrase.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
0: ungoogleable. Wait. While you're driving, well, do it I mean, some uh, other time.
3: Well, it's it's less of a uh, like the results you're gonna get, and more of the list you're gonna get bit on <laughs> <laughs> as the not with yeah. this
0: government, the only list you'll be on is, like, the one to get high fives. <laughs> the short list for the new AG. Yeah, exactly. Um, running on our panel today, uh, also in Southeast Portland, he's at Hungry Hunty on Instagram. Please welcome back Mr. Hunter Donaldson.
2: Oh, so, sorry, oh, sorry. Uh hi, I'm here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. You
0: got pretty far into that accent before you bailed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um we are uh talking of course about knives out the 2019 uh, ryan johnson film but before we talk about that let's do a quick catch up uh ez what have you been watching this week what else are you watching this week oh yes um you know what
1: you know what i saw what uh see? this was like probably the hardest i've ever tried to watch a movie um this is the adams family uh animated one the the recent uh, uh 2019 There's um a- 2019 animated family. Yes. Only? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we were thwarted the first time we tried watching this in the movie theater by um, a fire scare around our house, and so we had to go and oh. see if we had to evacuate uh, our like like pack up our belongings and evacuate. So oh, like, oh, it. like
0: that kind of yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, so it was like we were like at a movie theater and uh, and last year and like we were, like oh no, uh, house might be on fire, be you know brb. That's um, a
3: real Wednesday and Pugsley move. You know what I mean? <laughs> as yeah. soon as you sit down, they light your house on fire. <laughs> he's Classic just, he's, Adams kids. Yeah,
1: I, I, I made them mistake of watching in five D, the 5 yeah. D being, you know, house on fire yeah. back home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> realistic um,
0: uh, home terror. The, I like the character design on these guys at least. Just yeah, in yeah, brief the, the, looking the
3: news, at it. News that's, is really good. that's awful, Alex. I can't believe of course you wait, will. really? Yeah, I, is that is that wrong? I have not seen the. Uh, you can feel again, Alex. You can feel however you yeah. want to feel. I haven't seen the movie yet, <laughs> but as someone, I'm just who looking is, at
0: the poster and I like it. That's all.
3: I uh, I am a big Adams Family fan, especially like the two movies from the 90s, and yeah. I just have no interest in seeing this. I just think it's like the worst art style. I haven't seen the movie yet, but the, this animated movie I think is like just hideous. To I look like at. kids
0: with fat heads. Yeah, I think that's you. a big yeah. part of it for me. Take a stand. Well, so um, I like the poster better than I like the actual stills that I'm seeing.
1: Yeah,
3: it's because yeah, the poster has sound. like a it, different so
0: texture. The movie was
1: fine, I guess, uh, but I also had to like uh, at home had to try to find the remote to the Blu-ray player because it's not like physical media is dead, you know. Um, so like that took about half an hour. So it was just it was the hardest I've ever worked to, to see an wow. okay movie.
0: Yeah. I, I, so, is it like if you work really hard to get food because you, you get more hungry, the food tastes even better, or is it like <laughs> I've you're, waited so long for this, it has to be really good, and right. so it seems worse? The ante. It's,
1: it's yeah.
0: more just like you're happy that it's over.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. I, I got my food. Now I don't have to get more food. What a relief a to a
0: finished Adam's family. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> the bucket um, list. I, uh, I I just watched uh, Beverly Hills Cop two yesterday. Oh, because um, we watched the first one for the show the, uh, a little while back, and so I was like, I, I kind of want to continue this series because I remembered liking them as a child, and I enjoyed it still. But um, I I mentioned it because like watching that, and I'm watching this movie, and then in between. I'm reading, um, I read a lot of mystery novels, so I'm reading this, like, uh, the Bosch series, which has a TV show now that I haven't seen yet, but I've been reading the series because it's set in L.A. Um, Anyway, just a lot of goddamn cops in my fiction. There's just, everywhere I go in the fake world, there's some cop and somebody's dead, and I I don't know what that means, I don't know if that's good.
2: I mean... It's fine. It's just—I mean, it's that's that's just a whole big genre of fiction. Is somebody? It's says, yeah, just. We gotta I just feel maybe, maybe
0: I'm too focused on somebody just died. We got to figure out what's going on. I think we this makes sense it. for
2: you because you want good guys and bad guys. You know, I do like be told,
0: good. Yeah, I do like some clear good and evil.
2: You know what you gotta do though? You gotta balance it out. You gotta you gotta uh,
1: read some stuff where like people are like spontaneously alive and you don't know why. And so you gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta you gotta you gotta read your Bible. That's, right? We balance I, this yeah. a
2: lie. <laughs>
0: Yeah I was gonna say What do I need to do To cleanse my palate Because I have too much uh, Murder and and detective work We really should be How is he alive
2: That doesn't make sense Right The resurrection of Christ As an inverted Agatha Christie novel (laughs) Of like Who who rose this this boy? Seriously, man, he <laughs> shook up the genre when he no did. It that. No one way. is
3: getting out of this measure until we found out <laughs> who <laughs> pregnated this woman. <laughs> Lock the gates.
0: Oh man, that's great. The goat just like flips the gate closed <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Anthony, what did, what did you watch this week?
3: Um, I had a chance to watch a few things that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um we, Hunter mentioned last week, but I'm also a bit, big <coughs> fan of uh, the podcast Blank Check. And they're currently on uh, Jonathan Demi. So I've been watching a lot of his movies. Uh, I watched Philadelphia and the uh, Manchurian Candidate recently. His uh, remake of that, I enjoyed that. And then uh, sticking with the Tarantino theme... Uh, from last week, not a Tarantino movie, but I watched uh, Out of Sight last night, the Steven Soderbergh film based off of oh. L, uh Elroy uh, Leonard novel. That's one uh, of my favorites of all time. Very good. Have not seen it in quite a while. Truly enjoyed it. Uh, it got me thinking about how uh, Elmore Leonard is probably one of the authors that I have watched so much adapted work of his but i don't think i've ever actually gotten around to reading any of his books and it's a very strange relationship to have like uh like such an in like in depth i was a big fan of justified really like it shorty really love this movie love jackie brown love so much of his work but only through adaptations and it's really gotten me thinking like if anyone else has any other, uh, like, artists or writers that you know, but through a fil- filter like that, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I can't think of something exactly like that for me right
0: now, but my general feeling is, if you've been into something in this way, it's probably not going to be rewarding to go to the originals.
3: Well, I, I don't, feel like it's more... I think te- with him, it's like so this, much
0: tendency to disappoint you.
3: I um, I don't know. I honestly from what i hear about his writing is that it's very very good and he was incredibly prolific so i want to i want to no, pick up something that has not been adapted that people really know, you, like
1: you. You know what you can do so. So I, I actually did get into his his writing a, a bit because I, I I loved uh yeah I think I I got in through through Out of Sight to begin with and I loved his dialogue. It's just like it's it's just really really fun. And so
0: if you want, uh, check out Road Dogs, which is a sequel to uh, to Out of Sight.
3: Oh, okay. adapted.
0: Yeah, that exactly. So I I love it being something that is not adapted yet, so that you have <laughs> yeah. to. Because I just I just feel like my general feeling on adaptations is just like keep them separated. Don't don't. They have to be very different points in your life. Uh, it's just, I, I'm always disappointed either way that I go.
1: Yeah, makes sense. I just, um, yeah, yeah. yeah Elmore Leonard, just, just the, the ear for dialogue is so good. Yeah. I, I just, like, I think it's, it's,
3: it's super yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's Apparently, one of the, like, common themes, like, no matter who adapts him, if you look at, like, from Justified <laughs> to Out of Sight, you, they could not be any more different filmmakers. But just the writing and dialogue is so sharp, and everything that's ever been adapted from his work that I just—it's amazing. Like uh, right. I cannot I wait like to actually dive I don't into any of those books.
0: things. So I can't really contribute much more than I don't like adaptations.
3: Well, let's keep moving then, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hunter. What else have you been watching this week? Uh,
2: bah, da, 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 da. Uh, welcome to Trek Watch 2020. Uh, this is my podcast within the podcast where I, I, I review the most recent episode of Star Trek Picard. And it makes me grumpy every week. Uh, this this
0: week- would be a better recurring segment if the rest of us were watching this show.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know it's, no, right not not it's a little, just a I monologue a piece piece of segment. The show. No, no, it's just a little piece. Hey, Hunter, thank you for doing this so I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, at the
2: beginning of the episode, you and your family learn uh, a very important lesson, uh, which is that people's eyes can get, like, cut out of their head violently in Star Trek now, so you can kind of take that way. It's like a, a moral lesson of like... Just avoid. when you thought
1: your eyes were safe
2: in Star Trek. <laughs> they're not They're not safe. Uh, avoid people because they might cut, they might hurt your eyes. Well, um, hun- so. wait,
3: h- Hunter, was this like like uh, kind of set up as a possibility in the first ten minutes and then they had a deep philosophical conversation about this no, for no, a half hour? no, no.
2: no. No, no. New Trek is just like, hey, look at this, look at this crazy shit. Trek has changed now, and it's smoking pot and listening to crazy music. Uh, Man, later in the episode, uh, Picard dresses up as a French pimp and wears an eye patch. And you would think, oh, does the eye patch have anything thematically to do with the eye being cut out? And it it don't. It 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 doesn't. It did not. I'm Anyways. so glad
0: you said that actually because I do. We are going to talk more about themes later on today. So, um, mm. is there a theme of eyeless in that episode? It sounds nope. no, no.
2: Nope. They okay. pa- they passed on that. They were like, no, it'd be fun if you wore an eye patch. And that's it. I'm done thinking. Yeah. That's what everyone said on set that day. No,
1: that's but, great though, because yeah. that's the um, that's like the fly of the Concords like advice also, right? Is you wear the eye patch. You wear the funky, yeah. funky eye patch.
2: Yeah, funky eye patch is fun, and I think I think that's kind of the vibe they're on, and that's fine. I'm just struggling to adjust, um, but yeah. I will.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean will you? I yeah. also. Oh, think... Oh yeah,
2: I'll, I'll go with Star Trek forever. I'm taking Star mm. Trek
3: to my grave. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> the. Um, the main theme since J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, uh, to sum it up, is I, did, I could not do it better than the movie did it itself when uh, it had the tagline on the poster, not your dad's Star Trek. Right. Uh, <laughs> your dad's
2: Star Trek was stupid.
3: Yeah, Look I am, this yeah. one. I cannot. Pew, pew, pew. No series has ever stuck to that promise quite as well. As that that one tagline and advertising. It's
0: true. My dad is not into this Star Trek.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my, I, my dad wanted to be, but maybe I should tell him it's not for him. Alienating dads
2: everywhere.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Knives Out, which is the 2019 Ryan Johnson uh, film that uh, we ha- came to. I guess it came in an interesting way. Ezra, why are we watching this this week? Why um, did we Why did we pick this? I remember we talked about it.
2: I was walking. I was getting my steps in. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was I, um, during your lunch break. I was on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was saying, I think that I wanted to like cover, like I think there's some, some some desire to like cover like a a specific <laughs> uh, director that we liked a lot. And first we talked about Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. and then we talked about, um, yeah, we talked about Ryan Johnson because I love Brick, and I think yes. I've seen pretty much everything. And also this is an easy assignment because uh we've already all watched this and all enjoyed and, it and i noticed now it's it's like knives out is like number 6 on the popularity list of of imdb
3: yeah and i mean that's one of the things i was going to say that like in terms of the modern state of cinema in terms of like theatrical release i was just looking it up knives out made 306 million dollars worldwide yeah. for a non-franchise you know, yeah. original thing that, you know, is well, now well, well, just to be clear going to become not a franchise. yet franchise, yeah. yeah. Well it is a, now a a franchise, first, yes. 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 But they uh, yes. I it's just one of those things that it's just like I really enjoyed this movie and I'm so excited when something original can break through because that is so incredibly rare nowadays. I'm
0: excited but that, also shocked. Exciting. So so one of the yeah, so so we were talking about directors. I, I thought last week we were trying to cover – trying to cover one director's entire life is a little bit uh, – it's a kind of a lot for me to uh, chew on right now. So I wanted to go back to focusing on one movie, and we I definitely do want to talk about Nolan, the Nolans um, – well, now I want to talk about all three Nolans, including the hitman. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to talk about the Nolans at some point. But yeah, so so as you brought up, Brian Johnson, and I know very little about Ryan except for he made my favorite Star Wars movie. And the internet ruined it. Um, and so uh, I like I just, I think of him as sort of uh, an embattled talent, I guess. Uh, and so then this came out, and it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I loved it, and I don't understand why the world likes it, because it's good. And so Ooh. it's very surprising. Anyway, so I thought it would be a good t- chance to talk about Ryan and about... Um, but also, there's a bunch of other stuff going on here that's really interesting. So um, before we talk about that stuff, let's do... For people who have not yet seen it, we're, because... My general rule is it's if it's within the last year, we try not to be spoilery, so we're going to try to make this um, low spoils. Um,
2: That's going to be I hard. I want to go ahead and I put know. Up a warning that this I is... Know.
0: Yeah. That's why I said the, low spoils and not yeah. no spoils, because yeah. some stuff is definitely going to have to happen, it's but like, we'll spo- do our best. Spoil resistant, not spoil proof.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. would you like and hopefully, to sort of do a uh, non spoilery part of the podcast, and then in like the last... 15 20 minutes kind of go we'll and have spoil. a parlor scene yeah yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> I'll get everybody together for the reading yeah. of the spoilers
3: yeah maybe that could work
0: let's see how we do on the low spoils and then we'll see what happens yeah. if we if we need a full spoil segment let's let's put it off for that um, uh, Hunter why don't you take the try take a shot at this for us this week give us the shortest possible summary of knives uh, out.
2: Of this movie, um, yeah. so yeah, it's like it's like an Agatha Christie uh, whodunit, classic whodunit. Um, somebody gets all dead, somebody,
0: yeah, and someone in, else in a, done it,
2: yeah, someone else done it, and then the big question is who though, um, <laughs> and it's in like a fun, like inventive way. Um, they pre- and it's also modern, which is cool. Um, yeah. there's a, a little, a little taste of. Uh, like some social commentary uh, built into the plot. Uh, the It's an ensemble cast style movie, which is like mm-hmm. kind of like one of my favorite types of movies Are movies where it's like, we've got a lot of very talented actors and they're kind of just like having fun. That's kind of what the movie feels like. It feels like mm-hmm. everybody that was participating in this movie was just having a blast and cutting loose and doing things that like, there's an early scene where Daniel Craig, uh, you're meeting Daniel Craig's character and he just keeps... Keeps hitting a key on the piano. Yeah, for no reason. There's no payoff to it. It's just it, there really yeah. It's definitely weird. No, there is. Oh, Wait, there is. What? There's a payoff. What? What? Yeah. How does it Do get paid know? off?
1: So uh, that's yeah. the. So he. That was how he cued the. Um. Um. It's like it. Like I, I read the screenplay also, but basically that was how he cued. Um. The detectives to ask the question of I think when they arrived.
2: How would oh
1: how would you know that from the. Or was that I mean you could see movie? what was the question that he asked right afterwards uh, for each time. Like it's like a Easter, it's an Easter egg thing. Uh oh.
0: yeah, so I felt strongly that he was signaling something, and at first I thought it was like any time somebody lied, but then that didn't pan out. And I then mean, the second time I didn't notice a pattern either. So I, I mean that's a good pattern.
3: I would argue that I as someone who's only seen the movie once uh this was the type of movie that walking away from it I felt like every time I rewatch this I would pick up something new. Like it, oh, it just seems like one of those A 100%. Kind of, yeah, just very... And I I
0: don't rewatch a lot of movies. movies. You rewatch movies more than I do, Anthony, and I um and I love it. there's so many movies that I feel like would get more, but there's just too many movies, which is a thing that I keep uh, this is a point I keep coming back to on this show, which really makes it sound like I don't like them, but it's really just that I'm run out of time and um, I don't like feeling out of the loop, but there's already so many movies I don't know how you make the time to watch all the movies, let alone more than once, but this well, one it's
3: not like I'm cramming them on what like just on repeat, you know there's a few years between. Re- reviewing movies. Sometimes. You know? di-
0: what did you, you... You definitely will see things twice in the theaters in a week sometimes. Oh, though. yeah.
3: I mean, if I really, really like something, but that's pretty yeah. rare, you know? Yeah, you
0: did... What was the last thing you you doubled in a week?
3: Oh, God, what was it? I feel
0: like you told me about something, like, in the last couple months.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, when we did uh, Mulholland Drive, I watched that twice in a oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. And then, I did see something twice in theaters. Uh, I definitely saw Mission Impossible, Fallout... Multiple times in theaters, but oh, that's because I loved uh, that. That's just the type of movie that's worth seeing on the big screen multiple times. Uh, mm. But there was something else I definitely remember talking about seeing multiple times yeah. in theaters. But I don't.
0: So I just I, I don't that get that to do that very often. But this one I was like really excited to get to do that, and even like I just watched this like two weeks ago. Um, so getting to do it again in a short period of time, and I definitely noticed a lot of stuff. Although I did not solve that finger thing but there was definitely a bunch of new stuff that i saw this thing it's like it's this is a great rewatch film um uh yeah it's the type
2: of movie that if it was like if i had a tv like just with regular tv stuff being beamed into it and this was on like tbs oh yeah you mm-hmm. have to watch i'd it watch right? it yeah. at any point oh, every t- yeah. Like, yeah for doesn't matter sure where they're
3: at in the movie it's for
2: sure movie. That's how
3: enjoyable it is
2: yeah
0: I mean,
3: um it's, it's one of those films i and i would say this is true with almost I mean, I would say this is true flat out with every Ryan Johnson movie because there's not a lot of them, but this definitely is the strongest example of that. But almost every line in the first act of this movie is a setup for something that is paid off in the last yes. two thirds. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, it's just so incredibly rich. Like the, I love um,
0: it. Yeah. Just
3: the amount of, um, like, literally every line, just like. Thinking back to it, plus I, I kind of made the joke about this earlier, but I think what this movie has to sort of like say about generational wealth, and yeah. my favorite, I thought last year the sort of the zeitgeist going around in movies right now between like this and Parasite and a lot of other yeah. films last year, but this sort of eat the rich type theming yeah. and yeah. storytelling stuff that I just. I'm yeah. really into right now.
0: You're so there for it, yeah. You're, yeah. You you were up for, and it's not just because you're hungry. Like you you are actually a picky eater, and so the fact that you yeah. want to eat the rich like it must mean that you really want them to be eaten.
3: Yeah, I, well, well, I mean, uh, they make themselves want me to eat them. It's not a meat
0: thing. <laughs> sure, I didn't mean to blame. They always basing themselves that hollandaise.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah man. Rich. rich people get the best sauce.
2: Alex, uh, what did you? wait, think wait, of wait, the rich wait. Hold people? on a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Hunter. Yeah, uh, Alex. Are you saying hollandaise is the best sauce? Um not what I mean, I'm I'm not not saying that, but I didn't mean to be saying that either. So, huh. name a better sauce?
1: Any of them.
0: You don't like hollandaise? I do not. Get the fuck out. Hollandaise is so good. Pesto? Or I like barbecue? pesto also. Barbecue? Not as
1: good. There's lots of kinds of barbecue. I bet I can find one you like.
0: Oh, and I mean, I love barbecue sauce. I love barbecue sauce. But like, hollandaise is is really good sauce. I like a lot of sauce. So- I'm a I'm a saucy
3: boy. Alex, That's how I am. Why do you hate barbecue sauce? That's what <laughs> I'm trying
0: to figure out. I, it's a, it's a you know it's a poverty sauce, I, I like the sauces of the rich. Oh my I like god! My god sauces. Yeah, there rich, we go. Rich people, cover yourselves in barbecue sauce. Alex will not eat you. <laughs> I mean, I am not as as passionately eat the rich as you are, but like like
2: nibble I nibble def- the rich. Yeah, exactly. Taste the rich is how I no.
3: Ale- Alex is the type of person <laughs> the
2: wine tasting. You have the rich exactly. in your mouth for a spit minute. Spit them out. Spit them out.
3: Well, no, I can't Alex eat a lot of the... them. They're
2: too rich.
3: You're, yes, you're yes. gonna. You're uh. the type of guy who's gonna be like, well, I don't want to not get eaten with them too. So let me just hop up <laughs> on the plate. Uh, uh.
0: I mean, I just want to be. Oh, I just it's an honor to be nominated. Mm. You know, <laughs> I um. Yeah, so were you going to ask me, Hunter? Were you were going to ask oh, me something just, about my I dumb politics?
2: Re- no, I just... I mean, we kind of went there anyways through yeah. like a sauce-based kind of <laughs> exploration <laughs> of the true, idea. But I was just going to kind of, you know, just to kind of update, what did you think of these shitty rich people? Did you find them shitty? Were they easy to, like, identify against? Or I don't know, what did you think? Well, yeah, sure. You make one
0: of them Michael Shannon, and I'll be like, well, clearly he's the bad guy. Right, right. Like that was an easy, right? I was right. like, so "Say that, wait, General Zod is not the hero." Is what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying that if Michael Shannon, the f- like, the f- I'm still skeptical that his character didn't actually murder the guy. Like, <laughs> and that's a bit of a spoiler, but also you see what happens to him very early on. But anyway, right. the f- the fact that Michael Shannon is not guilty of murder, I'm like, I don't know though, is he? Because that's Michael Shannon. Um, they did I, such a good job of making all the rich people douches in different ways, which I think is awesome. Yeah. There are, like, different flavors of douche.
3: Variety.
2: Um, I mean, I do
3: love kind of the, just uh, the idea that this is a movie with such a stacked cast that you can eliminate Michael Shannon as a murderer yes. and it still yeah. not be a spoiler. Because yeah. he is actually, like, one of the least famous Not murderous in this movie. (laughs) Uh, It's just I love
0: him, and I he was playing a different character than he normally is, and um, I uh, yeah uh, the uh, oh you you know what one one other this is like just a a random thing that reminds me right now though is. you guys remember uh, Chris and Tanya uh, from the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, great friends oh, yeah. of the show, former host. Which podcast um, was that they're on. Yeah, they're on Pack Your Mics. It's a show about Top Chef. Um, anyway, great. So our, our good friends Chris and Tanya have this framed. Uh, um, it's like a. It was sort of like a. It's like a fancier version of a zine. It was like a uh, art publication. Anyway, but it was called um, uh, Evil People in Modernist Homes in Popular Films. Ooh. And it's this famous like older article about like uh, b- precisely that like a, f- a funny bit of journalism about evil people in modernist homes and so when the when ransom the douchey grandson we see his house and it's yeah. like really <laughs> great architecture I was like, oh yeah great evil people in modernist homes is really fun um that made me very happy so I uh, I guess that's not really answering your question um I did find it I did find it easy to not sympathize with The second generation wealth Although I did like the grandfather Who was actually self-made And was still Rich so I don't feel like The money was like ruining him Yeah Um,
2: no I agree with that
0: I mean, And also I do think Marta Is like I would say As a like from a writing standpoint is like 10% too perfect She's just a tiny bit Too good hearted Even with The vomit well, I mean because of the, yeah, she's got a physical reason why she has yeah. to be
1: too perfect. Like I'm just saying, anyone who is actually perfect doesn't throw up inc- uncontrollably.
0: Uh, well, okay, sure. So that's um odd of uh, oddly judgmental of you for a physical condition. But um do
1: you I, uh, Alex, I wait, do you throw up for, for for like for 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 truth-based reasons also?
0: For moral reasons? I know. A- I Wait. Well, so okay, so two people. Oh. So there's two of us, Ezra, and one of us can only throw up, and the other one can only not throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Would
1: this person throw up if I said? I <laughs> said, you know, yeah. Um,
3: but I mean, anyway, also at the same time, I mean, the, I I want to go back to just a second about how Christopher Plummer's character isn't that bad. I think that someone who enables. These type of children and lives alone in a big house, Mm -hmm. only with a friend that is someone who is on his payroll. Yes, not exactly a like uplifting, like good character. Like I absolutely. There's and just I do, as much criticism of that type of person.
2: I'm sure, we don't
0: get to see it, kids, but certainly, you know? certainly, yeah, he is exactly. worthy of criticism. Yeah. He
2: fails off screen, though. And yeah. Like, yeah. In yeah. the movie, he's like and, he's morally
0: good. Even and if, in the movie, he even says, "I blew it with these kids, and I right. just hope I live long enough to fix them. I mm-hmm. like try to make up for it. Like so, he's trying to fix. But yeah, the, if you, I, you know, I don't like to judge parents. I'm sure it's it's much harder than it looks. Um, uh, but boy, if all of your kids and grandkids suck. Like every one of them.
1: Wait and a if second. E-
0: one of them was okay.
1: One of the grandkids was not the worst.
3: Uh, Which one I was would not disagree
1: the worst? about that. Yeah. Um, the also,
0: the worst.
3: As not, bad as the, not as Nazi. bad,
0: but but so in on average, each generation of his family got significantly worse.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you're speaking about his granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would argue that at least with the Nazi boy. He was consistent in his principles, uh, which is not. (laughs) That was a fun sentence. But I mean, I think that something like with the daughter who pretends—I mean, her—I mean, uh, her Tony Collette is so fucking good. It's like a Gwyneth Paltrow (sighs) as uh, like self-help guru, right? But like the the sort of fake uh, progressive liberal politics, and you sell them out. The mm-hmm. second your money is uh, challenged, totally, is just as afri- like reprehensible as anything else anyone else in the I, family does. So I, I would not. I
0: love, and I, I would, I loved the politics of this movie being like, uh, like the the specific things they were taking aim at. was like, especially like ge- generational wealth and people like the second generation all claiming to be self made is very, very funny. Yeah, yeah and very, very okay. accurate. Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think she was evil right
3: no but i mean um, she is someone who claims like you said to be self-made well yes. also finding out that she got a million dollar investment yeah from she's dad, she's
2: literally know? like trump style self-made where it's yes like, yeah i i did it all with this million dollar loan with a yeah. small <laughs>
0: loan yeah um yeah so i yeah I, I enjoyed that part very much so i have um a few questions for the 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 segment here of uh no stupid questions yeah um my first one and it, we've been like we've been around this but i haven't actually gotten the answer yet so like w- what should i know about ryan johnson because i it seems like the way the modern film industry works correct me if i'm wrong is you do two small movies that are better than people expect and then you get given a marquee franchise mm-hmm. and you sink or swim there. Well, but I mean, either I would, way, your career gets way less interesting. Is that I, true?
3: I would owe you that it's actually worse than that. It's usually you get one good movie and then they immediately hire you to make the next Jurassic Poke or something like yeah. that. <laughs> so they can boss you around. Um, <laughs> and I think That's that, weird. Yeah, I mean, that's the modern sort of blockbuster um template, is you kind of get Okay like, so what know, were his recu- movies then b- b- so what was um, the good stuff filmed. before And then before this I mean so his films before this were We
0: got sorry we got some lag but like yeah just oh. talk to me about what, what he did before Star Wars
3: Uh Brick, Brothers Bloom and Looper all oh, right, three Looper. very solid movies uh Yeah super so- cool I yeah. loved
0: Looper. I forgot that he did Looper. Okay, so I have seen li- not just Star Wars. I saw Looper first, so.
2: I'm cool. Yeah. Br- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like Brick. Br- Brick yeah. was a yes. really fun movie to watch. I've only seen it one time, and it was when I was, like, in high school. Um, yeah. But What's the elevator cool, pitch for Brick? like, indie movie. Uh, um,
3: film nor, uh, but set in a high school. Yeah, Like, uh... Oh. uh it's, oh, but like that's
0: such a good pitch already.
3: But it's like really good. Uh, taken to its log- like most extreme version of it, like all entire like classic uh, 40s movie dialogue. The principal is the head of the police, and oh, is the clever. The, uh, the like uh, the hall monitors or his policemen. Uh, like, Man. very much it, 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 playing on every part of those classic. And, like, trips. not for laughs, also, yeah.
1: like I should say. Like, Like, like serious. plays it, like, straight up and, like, with, like, really good, like, a good year for, like, a specific kind of 40s gumshoe dialogue yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's really like, cool. It's just... And the, the cool thing about this also, so it was, like, 2005. Um, I think my dad and I saw, like, a trailer for this at one point, And it was, like, it's like a small... Not your dad's band. film
0: noir. <laughs> um,
1: but, but it was... Um, it was like I didn't. It was like it was the kind of thing where you could still discover a movie. And like when I when I tracked yeah. it down later, it was like, oh man, this is this is actually as good as as the trailer thought it was going to mm. be. And like uh. it was like a cool thing to like to find like I found it felt like I found it, and that was like a, just a, a cool feeling I think. Um, and so like. To, to feel like you like got there on like day one, the ground floor of right. of, of Ryan Johnson yep. fandom, I think. Was yeah, a
3: good for good, you. Good I mean, that's yeah. how I. I also had a very similar experience uh, with Brick, and I have been following his career for a very long time. So I was over the moon when he got Star Wars, and I think he knocked it out of And he didn't. He didn't blow it. Yeah, he yeah. did it. I also think. Uh, another thing is his I believe it's his brother Nathan Johnson does the score for all of his movies except for oh, Star cool. Wars mm. uh, but his brother's music especially on the Brothers balloon <coughs> is one of my favorite film soundtracks um, I've ever heard uh, it's just great very talented uh, two people I love their collaborations together
1: I, I think for for me Ryan Ryan Johnson's like I think I go. Love, like, love, like, uh, on his movies, so hmm. like, so you
0: liked like Star Wars, brick.
1: yeah, like, Love Brick, like Brother's Room, Love Looper, like Star Wars, hmm. Love Knives Out. So, I'll be like, I'll have like moderate expectations for the next one, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I mean, I really, really enjoyed his Star Wars movie, and I think I, I, I think I liked it more because of how much I hated the last one. Like, yeah. it just, it showed me how hard it is to make a good Star Wars movie, and so the fact that he did it is really, really interesting.
2: Well, and, and it's I, so frustrating, because he gave them a way out. He gave them a way uh, forward. Like, he yes. was like, hey, here's something different. Uh, Obviously, a lot. Pe- it, it upset a lot of people. I don't even know how many people it upset, but the people that it upset, they got very loud about it, and the fact that Disney would, like, go, go back and, like, rewind, literally. It's like, we saw the movie, guys. Like, you yeah. can't. Just pretend we didn't see that movie. Everyone in the world saw it. And to me, it's such like a delicious revenge that Knives Out comes out at the same time as that really trashy follow up to his movie, you know, and that that his movie is so fun and original and inventive. uh, Whereas that like that that most recent Star Wars movie, that was just that was yeah, I mean, so painful so to watch.
3: I do not uh, put a lot of stock in Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. the juxtaposition of uh, like... Would you say you knives- put like 80% stock in Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> uh, but the looking at the sort of like critical review on like box office and seeing uh, knives out at like what, 97% to the 40 yeah. something percent. That a uh, rise of the Skywalker has is just, it is like a very nice just thing to see, something like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, that so that okay, I, I, that actually brings me to my second question, which is like, why did this movie work? Because it seems like like, and I, I, maybe this is. I mean, I, I assume this is a stupid question. Because if we knew, if people knew that, then you would be an executive at a movie studio. Because well, this I, is really hard to figure out.
3: I but would argue the opposite of that. That movie executives <laughs> don't know what works most of the time. I mean, this is this is the definition of a blank check movie, right? There is no way this movie would have gotten made. Yeah. Uh, if he had not just made a billion dollars with Star Wars. Like, no matter mm. what the critical consensus mm. is. Um, I definitely think that, you know, um, from what I understand, that Daniel Craig signed on very, very early. Uh, mm. So that helped get it made. But I mean, I was listening He just he,
0: wanted to get something on his calendar where he didn't have to run. Yeah,
3: he I just mean... just wanted so- a
0: low stunt movie.
3: So I... The... um. If you ever listened to this, a podcast called the Slash Film Cast uh, that does movie film, but I don't very, very good high quality podcast. But Ryan Johnson has come on. I think the last three movies he made uh, after they've come out and done like a long form interview with them. Oh, that's in cool. In terms of it, and it's really really fascinating. And one of the things he said was uh, that that was really interesting about this. Was that this movie came together incredibly quick, like it was shot, like written and shot and edited and released within like sixteen months or something crazy like that? Um, but yeah, I think this. But is he had, just, he had like wait is
0: that that doesn't include writing, does it?
3: No, I, no, no I, so I think. Believe, the idea
0: of it, side of it, though, I think
1: it was like more like a decade or so, like in the making, from what I, I heard from like a an interview.
3: So yeah, like, but the actual like sitting down and yeah. writing it, and like as soon as he had the screenplay done, within mm-hmm. like showing it to somebody to getting a like a cast together, it came together very very quickly. But I think <laughs> that this is like right. That makes now, it seem
0: like even more reason why it shouldn't work.
3: Yeah, but I also I think I've been thinking about this a lot recently. One. If there was more original movies like this, would this movie have been such a hit? And when you look at especially last year, you know, if you kind of like are really in the box office totals like me and a few other, you know, weirdos really. uh, You will see that last year was a brutal year for sequels. Uh, There were a ton of sequels that came out last Uh year and fucking tanked. Uh, you know, they were obviously, like, Avengers Endgame, which went on to be the biggest movie yeah, ever made a or whatever. Big, you know? That was a yeah. big one. That was a big um, one. <laughs> but so many sequels have underperformed over the last few years, and I do think that audiences, are, even if they're not ready, like, admitting it, or craving something original, something new. And I think this is just one of those movies at the right time with a really good cast, great marketing, and people just wanted, like... Something that you know, this great word of mouth, which is a yeah, the, huge thing that this movie had. Uh, I don't know that, if i
0: oh, sorry, just, just I'm gonna pause on this, this box office 2019 thing because I just, I just pulled up a list of the top box office from 2019 and it is exclusively sequels and remakes. Well,
3: I mean, that's because you know the majority of movies, but if you look at like
0: <laughs> but it's if you Avengers look at, Endgame, The Lion King, which is a remake, Toy yeah. Story 4,
3: Frozen but it's 2. Talk about
0: what are the expectations for each of those. Right, I do compared
1: to yeah. that, yeah, oh, that's, that's
3: Then point. look at like what's not on that list: Men in Black International is not on that list, King Kong, or the, the Godzilla movie is not on that list, Cobb's yeah. and oh, Shaw yeah. is probably not on that list. Uh, no. the amount of sequels that came out last year that did really poorly and just disappeared. Okay, so uh, this is like, also a stupid question. Then. You,
0: if you look at box office totals, is there a correlation between how much movie, money a movie makes and whether or not it's good?
3: Um, I mean, some. some, yeah. I mean, definitely, when it, if it's something that has, like, incredible word of mouth to it, like, it's, I think you, like, the best way to look at that is not looking at, like, its opening weekend, but looking at its legs you know, right. what is yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. making five six weeks later, right. and that's the thing. Is like Knives Out is one of those movies that like it did really well the first few weeks, but it stayed in the top five for months. You know. Yeah, it you just, mentioned like, it. You mentioned its marketing,
0: well. and I'd never I'd never heard of it except for like you mentioned how good it was, and then like a few weeks later, someone else who is not as into film mentioned they liked it, and then my parents saw it and they liked it, and I was like I how is a mo- how is this movie hitting every single person in every different category of my life and um, and then I watched it and loved it. It's just like yeah. that. M- I mean, that feels like it must just be like good word of mouth because it's good. It like makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that seems really straightforward.
3: Yeah, I mean, at, you know, at the same time there was you know something like uh, like the Greatest Showman, which I think is an awful film, but somehow had the craziest legs in decades oh and, really and, oh yeah the this is a weird tangent to get on but if you uh at all interested in stuff like this you should look up the greatest showman's uh theatrical run it opened oh God, in crazy. like third place <laughs> fourth place and ended up going on to making like over 300 million dollars it just it did really yeah. poorly the first week and then just consistently did that good even though no week. one liked it yeah, I mean, some people liked it, obviously. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I did not. Why would this movie
2: even exist? I didn't know about this. Like,
3: why? Uh, why, why they, is this a thing? Well, Hugh well, Jackman very attractive. Hugh Jackman wants to sing, he gets to sing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. And and you know, I think we can all agree that if there's one person who needs a positive biopic, it's yeah, uh, it's the Burley it's, Brothers guy, PT Barnum. <laughs> yeah, PT Barnum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus, and I yeah.
0: love Circus, and I was like, I would definitely be interested in a biopic of P.T. Barnum, but not a oddly positive Hugh Jackson no, musical. No, when he, tu-
3: he or- turned out to be a hero who wants to give the miscast a home, uh, which is yeah, what that is about. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, like that movie is just like, it connected with a certain audience, and they just went back week after week after week. And it ended up being one of the highest-grossing films of the year. So, like occasionally, it's one of the,
0: it's one of the five highest-grossing musicals of all time.
3: Yeah, uh, but it had a you know a disastrous opening weekend, oh, and then went on to have this. Okay, so so the box short box answer to that film. question
0: is no. That there is not yeah. a lot of correlation between box office run and, and quality. Um, but I mean, but there, if you, if you study while, the is, data, you might you know? notice some things. Yeah. Yeah okay okay um yeah i mean like the, the leggy films are like it's a specific kind i don't
1: really the, the, so alex i don't know if you know like there's like a thing like the the multiplier multiplier right which is like the yeah you take the the first weekend and then you um like a i think like a multiplier for like a big blockbuster would be like between like i don't know 2. seven and like uh and like 4 would be great yeah um and i think like Grace showman has like a 10x multiplier which is like crazy oh uh, okay um, like, so that, like, most of the, like, you know, for something like that, like, uh, like Suicide Squad or, or, um, like, any you know, like the, the, the shitty, like, the DC Universe ones, that's, like, less than three. And because, like, most people who want to see it are, like, seeing it that first weekend and pump that number up, but, like, no one wants to see it after that. There's, it doesn't get to, like, the second level.
0: Interesting. Okay, now I've never heard of that. Um, uh, yeah, who's, wait, I also don't understand these people who see stuff opening weekend. Like, how do you have the schedule just already cleared ahead of time? <laughs> um... This is exhausting, you guys. Um. Uh, Okay, so I have an idea for a segment that I want to do. So that's no stupid question. So uh, before we wrap on this movie, um, I have a new segment that I want to do uh, called Employee of the Month and so I want to talk about we've we talked. we been talking a lot about directors uh, over the last couple of weeks and I want to talk about some other, just learning a little I want to learn a little bit about other people who work on films and mm-hmm. one thing that I thought in this film was that the, the look of it not, I don't think lenses, I think like the stuff in this house the look of this house is so cool the, there's so much shit in this house, mm-hmm. all the statues in the house, there's uh, there's um, behind him. So oh, there's the knife circle. Obviously, the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. knives. Oh and yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, which was so cool. And there's a dollhouse of the mansion on one of the tables, and then we see it from the other side, and it's a sidebar. It's got like booze in it, mm-hmm. and they we don't even talk about it. It's just like mm-hmm. there. Um, so who gets the employee of the month for doing all of that stuff?
2: Well, yeah, now, we're talking art department here. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so teach me about
2: art the art department. by
1: Jeremy Woodward and set direction by David Schlesinger. Okay, uh, so sorry, say those two jobs again. So the art director, uh, okay. uh, who is Jeremy for, Woodward for this, and the set decorator uh, would be uh, David Schlesinger. So I say the art director, I'm guessing, would be like, look, kind of like, what is the whole feel going to be uh, mm-hmm. uh, of, this, of this place? Um, and then the set decorator, I'm going to say, would be like, let me actually get all that shit. Is
0: going out and shopping for yeah. dollhouses. Does
1: is that, is that check
2: out, guys? Yes. Yes, yes. For my understanding yeah, I, as well.
3: And I, I would also... Uh, definitely my uh, um, employee of the month would be Steve Ledlin, Ledin. I believe is how you pronounce his name. He is... Ryan Johnson, cinematographer. They've worked together, I oh, believe, okay. on all of his movies. He is an incredible Twitter follower. If you are all interested in this type of stuff, uh, he is
0: follower. You mean like someone to follow?
3: Yes, he. Posts, He's a good follow. A, yes, he posts a lot of amazing stuff. He uh, he posted Say his name again. Steve Ledlin, Y E D L I N. Um, he posted this um, a bunch of images. A few months ago that went fairly viral but he talked about his sort of um like in knives out there's a lot of you know there's a lot of mirrors and reflective surfaces and a lot of characters who wear glasses so he posted this incredible photography breakdown it's It's so about what they did with the glasses so like uh when jamie lee Curtis is being interviewed in uh the sort of like study for your area Uh, You can see the back windows reflected in her glasses. And that's not how movies actually work, right? There's too many lighting and people in between it. So he built these, like, fake window panes that would go up behind his camera so that they would have the exact right reflection. He is just a genius photographer. He really... uh, If you are interested at all in this stuff, he goes into a lot of stuff on his website about how he is a huge fan of digital photography and he really hates when people complain that like film is better than digital cuz he thinks you know it's all a toolbox type of stuff and he yeah. does tons of videos when he shoots stuff on film and digital side by side and shows how you can like make one look like the other uh, he is just a very very interesting guy i in deeply enjoy his work I, if you're at all interested in this type of stuff, I cannot suggest yeah. following them on Twitter. I'll, um, I'll
0: throw I'll throw a link to him uh, his Twitter on our uh, in the show notes and stuff. Uh, Steve oh. Yedlin.
3: Alex, can I make an addendum?
1: Because I, I think I shortchanged someone. Yeah. Uh, so the production designer uh, was David Crank, uh, and so I think if I understand this right, I think he's actually on top in terms of like the like how everything's going to work. So and then would so there's production
0: designer, and then there's. Art, art, direction, direction, uh-huh. and, then, and then there's yeah. set decorator,
1: yeah. And there's um, a cool interview um, if you're if you're interested, Alex, I'll send you with mm-hmm. uh, with David Crank, uh, the production designer, uh, for that uh, you can like see sort of like how they kind of went about um, specifically they, about this making, film.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so cool. It, like, yeah, I definitely of, want to have that
1: because I mean, it's like a crazy thing it looks like the um, sounds like uh, one of the things the art director had to do was like basically figure out. Um, okay, so yeah. The art director, one of his projects was figuring out the entire canon of Harlan Thrombey's work from decade to decade to decade. Oh, That's yeah. It's worth of work. He designed the settings of how each of the book jackets looked, how they changed from decade to decade. Whoa. Uh, and They were just kind of around. There wasn't one big display, from, but it was a, kind of a detail they had to go into it.
0: So yeah, because we, we do see some of his books on a shelf. And then also, one of the things I loved about this was, so there's the two cops, and then one of the cops is like a super... Um, Thromby Stan yeah. yeah he's a fanboy and he Throm- knows boy. all the things what mm-hmm. a thromboy a thromboy yeah he's a thromboy oh that's so good Um, and so you hear he like references a bunch of the books and so there's like they had to have what I lo- and then also like um uh, a, a fake made for TV movie at one point that's not a thrombie thing so they just like had to create a canon of fake mysteries which is really fun and every time he says one of those, oh, that's that's from a Slick Time to Kill, and uh, it's just really great, I'm really about, Yeah,
1: like the the, the, the Menagerie the cool Murder trilogies. They they did this thing where it's like the 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 world like goes way past like the edges of the frame, which is like a really fun thing where it feels just like um, yeah. Maybe, that, maybe maybe that's just like a Ryan Johnson thing generally because I felt like I did feel that in Looper, I guess, uh, um, uh, where it's just like this is a. This is a world that you're kind of getting dropped into, and there's a lot of stuff that you don't even get to see. Um, well, you know, that seems
0: especially on important on a thing that's going to have 12 sequels. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm it's good that he, that he did, that did all this universe. work. It'll make it a lot easier for the continuation of the right. Cinematic like Universe. Especially when he gets
2: bored with it, and then we're like seeing other people adapt. You know, Take it over, like, yeah, totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, think about that, because... The sequel is probably going to have nothing to do with the thrubby family, right? Oh, of course, yeah. It will right. just no, be another no. Benoit Block Craig. mystery, right? So all that work just to set up, like probably an Easter egg in the next movie, is right? Right. You know, it's well, crazy so that I,
0: I in oh man, I do want to talk more about this um, production designer, but I, um, or production design in general, but that actually I think is probably a better way to go, and we should wrap here in a bit. So what? Um, um, how do you feel about uh, LeBlanc as the future Sherlock Holmes, as the next detective who solves? I mean, I like. Can there even be more than one or two more? Because Daniel Craig is so expensive.
3: I mean, like, I he
0: think- always wants to stop stop <laughs> his theories, right? He always wants to. Just
1: yeah, totally. Them. He also
0: wants to will want to bail after one more.
3: Well, I mean, I think that he Daniel Craig is one of those actors who clearly hates playing James Bond. Yes. Uh Clearly hates the work, but I, he's one of those actors. Every once in a while, you see him in a movie like this when he's just like having fun. Yeah. And it seems like, as long as you know both of them want to keep making these, I will keep watching them. I thought <coughs> Daniel Pig's performance in this movie is such a delight. Uh, I I think so too. And every I, scene it, that
0: yeah the the, the, the accent, accent is awful. Yeah, but I love it.
1: Yeah. Oh, guys, guys. Have we has, has everyone seen um, Logan Lucky?
2: Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. I really I want to see that. Cause Who's like, Logan if Lucky? you
1: want, like like crazy ass uh, Daniel Craig accents and and like also you know uh, like like fun twists and like uh, crimey stuff. Mm. Um, great uh, Steven Soderbergh movie yes. uh, I think available on Amazon Prime right
3: now for free Yeah, you, doing a that. wildly different southern accent Daniel <laughs> <Andrew laughs> Craig uh, in Lucky Logan uh, the guy's got a lot of range playing southerners so I would love to keep watching
1: him <laughs> I, I am the definitely up Daniel for...
3: Craig hair I've ever seen yes have, yeah. very much so
0: well so also I you know as I mentioned I've consumed a lot of mysteries and detective things over the years and I do especially now that when when one of you said that it like took 10 years for him to write this I do worry cuz he this is a very clever story right. and I worry about the ability to continue to come up with new innovative yeah, yeah. cuz he's taking something that's like so clearly in these genres where he even like at one point they actually watch an Agatha Christie show and He also repeatedly quotes, like, references to himself as Sherlock Holmes. So it's like, it's so aware of everything that it's coming from, so it has to find new innovations in the series, or new twists on the genre. And there's a couple of things, like, there's definitely two things for sure that I I feel like I've not seen anywhere else that are really, really interesting moves. Um, The puking truth teller, for one. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And another one that I don't want to say because it's too spoilery, but has to do with Hugh and i think that was a really clever thing that isn't even that important but is um a very clever m- mystery trope to have come up with but you're not going to also this well, like murder suicide thing is like a really interesting thing to play with and like how many times is he going to be able to come up with that like three things that the genre has never done before in a genre whoa. that is so saturated
3: i would argue that he looked at The Force Awakens and came up with a great sequel idea to that. It's it's very a lot Mm -hmm. less the work off. Uh, That's fair. That's wildly dis some. I'm sure someone right now is just punching a wall, screaming, "The Last Jedi sucks at me!" But I love no no. Those
0: people are not listening Uh, to our show.
3: Hey, you know this I. There's genuinely reasons to not like that. I disagree with them. I'm not gonna say that you're wrong if you dislike the Last Jedi. Right. Uh, if you dislike it, but if it I for said it, you would tell me I was wrong. Movies, well, I mean, no. If you had valid criticisms, you would be like, "I think there's nothing wrong with people profiting off the war machine of the galaxy." <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I
0: mean the only thing that I, I my only problem with it is that it seems incongruous with a series that doesn't care about any of those themes. So like, it's like the th- I think his themes are better. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get what but you're it's saying. like you tried to make the series better than it is, and that's your main mistake.
2: To be fair, not that it was good, but in the prequel uh, movies, there is some like George Bush, like Bush era social commentary. Oh, yeah, some like happening. the absolutism stuff. Yeah. Like the-
3: a little bit. Hmm. It wasn't good, but it yes. was there. This is how democracy dies. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God, that
2: line. Oh, why'd you even have to bring that in? <laughs>
0: racing. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I'm interested in watching him continue to uh, try to pull off this accent in other, in other cases. One thing you get a lot with, like the other thing that's really important for a new series of mysteries, is that the detective has some stuff that we really care about. Um, like they have some either the, the way they go about solving crimes is particularly interesting. My favorite thing with LeBlanc is that he's like brilliant and also kind of an idiot. Like his long <laughs> conversation about donuts and a donut hole that is yeah, actually its own donut.
2: he's very silly.
0: Very yeah, he's silly. like super silly and kind of dumb in a way that I find so delightful. um that he's like he's like charming in his not that skilled way, but then also is I, like,
2: I interpreted his dumbness as kind of like a drunken master style thing, mm-hmm. though. Sure, yeah, like I'll take that. It sounds dumb, but makes sense. It's just a really dumb way to put that. But but it's well, not yeah. Like he he's his thing out. is
0: not eloquence. Like his thing, where he says like his philosophy of solving crimes is that he just like sits at the end of gravity's rainbow and waits for truth to come to him. <laughs> and then, and then, like, then I haven't they, read that book. I've not read the book. I, I just but, like the, yeah. the, the the title. It's like such mm-hmm. a great conversation about. It's it. such <laughs> a good thing if you're billing hours, also. You're like Sorry, yeah, true. Guys. Sorry, the <laughs> rainbow gravity is not as strong as you'd hope.
3: If honestly, my I, I think that this is much less of a problem for Ryan Johnson than it is for the uh, the people making the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, oh, the Death on the Nile, which comes the out Nile. this year. Yeah, uh,
0: right.
3: because I think it is kind of. It, I think that this, if anything, cut the legs off of that movie. As, I, I like, think you're right. Something like such a fresh take on the genre. And then yeah, because Murder and Express,
0: I I really enjoyed, but is um, it, it, mostly did, it didn't seem like it was adding a whole lot to the discussion. It was just like someone else wanted to play that character.
3: Yeah, and well, I mean, also there is the, something you kind of mentioned earlier about the Taking this sort of genre and setting it in modern days, like there is something yeah. to, I think, sort of the classic um, who done it genre that it is. They've always kind of been a metaphor uh, for class, and that's because they take place in like the you know the turn of the century when it's like very easy to do you know the upstairs and the downstairs type yeah. families, like the rich family and the the butler or whatever. Uh, and this kind of like takes those same things and really kind of modernizes them. Yeah. I think seeing whatever um, they do with that movie, which we haven't even seen a trailer for or anything like that, but I know it's being filmed. So I'm very curious if that seems fresh and interesting and I sort of post knives out.
0: yeah. Like. Uh, I mean yeah now I wish that was all being yeah I wish I, I would rather see this sequel than that sequel but I will definitely also go watch that sequel because I did and, and I enjoy it because and and I had never actually so uh murder on the Orient express is like one of the most famous endings to who done its that's like the
2: train did it
3: yeah, yeah it's, I right mean, the train. Honestly, yeah, that's exactly the plot of Root Murder <laughs> the Morning. The train did it, literally. Yeah,
0: it's Murder by the Orient Express. That's very <laughs> right, clearly right. what that is. Um, no, I, I think you're thinking of Snowpiercer. Hmm. <laughs> the um, train did do that.
2: Yeah, so uh, about Snowpiercer on this show. <laughs>
0: Well I, well, I had this other segment, Hunter, that we didn't have time for, where I was going to ask you if the theme of this movie was knives or things no. being out. And um, <laughs> we're not, we don't have time for it, so we're not going to go into that. But um, all right. yeah, anyway, uh, that's probably a good enough place to end anyway. I thought I was going to say something more about Murder the Rain Express, but I wasn't. I, but I, this is clearly an area where I like I'm am, I am interested in the genre a lot, and so modernizing it is very exciting for me.
3: I mean, I um, think we all know this movie from the very first shot told you exactly what it was about dogs my house my coffee <laughs> oh no my that's rules. the
0: second shot the first shot is the dog yes
3: that's true you're right i'm like the fuck that would have been so funny if that was true no Th- but the that second shot was... of the movie
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that fucking coffee mug killed me because when they because yeah, it so was funny. like the second shot of the movie and i was like this doesn't fit with the the rest of the house that we saw in this establishing shot it, but it does jump to like, so it's this old turn of, like, it's this old house, and it looks like it's going to be that kind of movie. And then you see the mug, and you're like, oh, this is also like modern oh, and well, a little bit silly. And yeah. then the mug ends up being such an important thing at the end. Anyway, well, really like that. Also, I
3: do just kind of, uh, what are you talking about, the old house? One of my, f- the, my favorite jokes in this the, movie. There's two jokes I really, really love the, uh, the
0: uh, ancestral home.
3: The ancestral home is like no, we bought it from (laughs) that same real estateer, and the so good. Then everyone uh, saying a different South American country that he is from when they refer to uh, it. Those are definitely my two favorite gags in the movie. Uh,
0: Yeah, and like that—that social. Commentary on where it's not just like, well, they're obviously racist, but it's like yeah. they're racist by pretending they're not, they, that she owes them something yes. and not paying attention to her, and In, that was I mean, a much more subtle, interesting way. Well,
3: uh, it's very. I I had a, a a friend of mine mentioned that the film they thought he had a lot of similarities to Get Out, uh, yeah. which you know same, obviously is same like type the, of white people. <laughs> yeah, same type yes. of white
2: people. The same.
3: Also, they both have the same
0: The theme of out.
2: Yeah,
3: exactly. Right, I mean, right. So, Get out,
2: knives out. Yep, yeah, right Oh my there. God, the, out, the outverse.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, I thought he was saying something about- Also, oh, the inverse
0: of that is the inverse. I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, I want you to finish this.
3: No, just that it's very much this same type of almost white people he's talking yeah. about. Right, uh, yeah. It's the same type of people Jordan Peele was kind of- Taking shots out with Get Out, which I thought I, was I a mean, very interesting companion piece. That I think
0: it is an interesting companion piece. I think these people are a little bit like a little bit further right, and that the or most of the, them are. Dude, they,
2: but, they like they like Hamilton. There's that Hamilton line that's so similar yeah. to the. Like, I mean, okay. And, and, and yeah.
0: as a as a Hamilton skeptic, the fact that that guy. Who is clearly racist the rest of the movie uses Hamilton to show, like, to I'm cool, it? I like immigrants. It was very right. funny to me.
3: But also at the same time, I would argue no spoilers for Get Out. But that family is far more right wing than uh, this <laughs> family. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it, it what that's, that's a very, very good sexy point. About. <laughs>
0: And with that, someone cracked a beer. Time to end the show. It. It, was probably hey, a seltzer. it was a
3: sparkling water. Okay, yeah, of course yeah. it was
0: a seltzer. Yeah, um, Anthony popped a seltzer. That means it's time for us to go. We'll be back again next week. Um, your homework assignment for next week will be up on Facebook and Twitter uh, before it's time, so you can you can stay current on the show. Um, I would love to watch something else without in the name to continue on the outiverse, but we will see. Um, if you have any inside uh, out, we could watch inside out. That's a out. good movie. It is a good movie. I I do... Um, actually, I was thinking today... What, what, I have so many things that I want to watch to ask you guys more about. But especially because we're talking about some of these sequels and stuff from last year. I am kind of interested not just in like good cinema, but also popular cinema. And so I have some questions about... Like At some point, we should watch what you guys think is like one of the best superhero movies. And see if you can explain to me why people like comic book movies. Because um, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um... So, yeah, maybe, maybe we should watch Avengers and you can tell me why an Avengers movie is worth seeing. I don't
2: Avengers. I don't I either. Spider- but I'm tr- let's watch
3: Spider Man 2. That's well, the one watch, that sets set the tone. Interesting. I mean, I'd say we split the difference between Inside Out and Avengers and watch Into the Spider-Verse. I have been meaning oh, that to watch it. That. That's just nope. straight up good. But yeah. I'm saying if you want to understand what people like about comic book movies, watching right. arguably what is one of the best of them, yeah. uh that captures so much without having to because I mean it would be interesting to have you watch like Avengers without watching the 23 previous movies but <laughs> well, the, I, so i I so much backtracking that it wouldn't necessarily be great. I did have to while well, I was while well, I was briefly
0: a movie critic the world's least informed movie critic for the Portland Mercury or the, sorry, for the Lamb Week ugh that was a bad mistake. Um, for Portland Mercury's Enemy of the Willamette Week, um, I I had to watch the second Avengers movie, and I had seen so few of the Marvel m- movies that I wasn't sure why they were punching the Earth into well, space or whatever. It it's the
3: worst Avengers <laughs> movie by phone, yeah. So I It's certainly
0: the worst definitely. I've ever seen. It yeah. is, it's probably the least I've enjoyed a movie in my life. Um, I hated so much of that.
3: But, but anyway... Have you, have you seen Enter the Spider-Verse?
0: No, no, I, I, I have a, I, I have it queued up. It's it's on my it short list.
3: It is very good. But if you want to understand why people like comic book movies, that is like I mean, the I best don't, entry point. Not only do I not care sure about comic book movies, I think possibly just because
0: of Tobey Maguire or possibly because of there being three other spider man since then, right. I think Spider-Man is my least favorite comic book character.
3: Well, uh, I, I think you would... Again, really love Enter the Spider-Verse because yeah, the yeah, no, I, it plays with the I popular can tell, conceptions of it.
0: I can tell when people recommend stuff to me now who know me, like you or like our friend Stephen recommended Spider-Verse to me in a way that was like, you actually do understand what I like yeah. and are recommending this versus sometimes you recommend something knowing i won't like it Dude, just to prove a point spider-verse is
2: like knives out it's a crowd pleaser like there's yeah. no, no yeah. one would yeah I, I have not heard anyone not like it be like,
3: yeah, ev- yeah like there's no way to not like it well Literally. i would i would go one step further and not to really hype it up spider-verse is probably just one of the best comic book movies i would owe you it's easily one of the most important american animated movies ever made in terms of e- like yeah. the wow. actual crap I, I agree that I goes agree. on in it on a shot-by-shot basis, it is the most inventive and revolutionary American animated movie made since Toy Story.
0: All right, uh, well, so we're clearly going to just do this for next week. I had other plans, that I w- but we'll put it back for a week. We're going to watch Into the Spider-Verse next week, and we're going to talk about comic book movies, and we're going to talk about animation. I think that'll be a really interesting uh, program, So, and I, I, I'm up for it. So your homework for next week, we just did it uh, together. We should have more off-air meetings, but it's also maybe kind of nice to pull back the curtain and just let people be in our meetings so I
3: love bullying you into a next thing it's really (laughs) fun
0: well no this was because I've been meaning to see it it's been it'll be an easy sell I uh but what I would love if you're listening um if you have um other directions that you really think we need to go if we question burning questions you have about cinema that you do not understand or things that are clearly lacking in my understanding of cinema that you'd like us to to discuss please send us an email podcast at read-weep.com we got no new pizza box theories this week so Good. um pizza box pod box pod pizza pod anyway pizza box pod has been postponed um, also if you have any, um, if you have anything to add to, um, if you want to add to Hunter's conversation about Picard, I would, I would be willing to read those to him oh, since I can't comment. Oh, please do.
2: Yeah. Um, even I, I'm, I, I, am going to make room for, if you've got a nice take, I'm not going to, I'm not going to challenge yet. I, I'm. Well, I would really
0: them. want to know if, I would like someone to tell me whether Hunter is right about this eyeball thing, or if you thought it was cool when someone got its eye, his eye taken out.
3: I, can I get into just a real quick question? Maybe please this, do. This week, I just want to ask what would do you think anyone's reaction to procode would be if this was the very first star trek thing they ever watched
0: oh Oh.
2: um i think there would be a lot of like well it's because it's kind it kind of has that same problem that like rogue one has where there's a lot of significance that is not explained just mm-hmm. like here's the guy and i mean there's literally there's a guest star that played a minor character that's from like two episodes of tng they don't <laughs> explain why he's there what he's mm-hmm. doing there fans of the show are like whoa they got Hugh." nobody knows who that is uh except for <laughs> tng fans but then at the same time they they like disrespect all this other like continuity stuff and i'm not one of those people that like p- picks like stupid nits like i think like Like, science fiction should look cool. Like, I don't want science fiction to look like 90s science fiction. That's dumb. Yeah. Uh, But they do things like reverse, like, whole, like, giant plot threads from TNG and, like, silly stuff like that. It's just, I don't know.
0: It would be kind of, I don't have time to watch it this week, but I would love to watch one and just to jump in the conversation. Because the only Star Trek thing I've ever watched is with you, Anthony, and it's the one where they steal a whale.
3: Oh. oh yeah, uh, that's, the, that's that's 100 of
0: my Star Trek uh, uh, world. So going from that a lot of to whales this, in this one, right? There's always a whale. I I, I do I, I do worry if if a whale lost his eye, I would definitely not watch the series. I'd be done.
2: Yeah, none Just of that. That's can't going. handle
0: that. Um, Who knows?
2: Good. It's ultra violent now, so.
0: All right, all of that and more coming up on future episodes. Please send us emails with other things you have, or if you have nominations for Employee of the Month and or just jobs you want to understand better from from cinema. Uh, All of that, please email us. We will be back again next week talking about the Spider-Verse. Thanks for joining us, Ezra Fox. Yep. And thanks for being here, Anthony. Always great to talk to you.
3: I am so excited to talk about Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Good. Oh, so good. I really love that movie. Great, great, great! And then, uh, Hungry Hunty uh, from the pro- also, you can hear his other podcast, Dumb and Busted, and yeah. also Space Cats Peace Turtles. Space,
1: Thanks for being here, you Hunty. You know
2: what's weird? I got a crossover thing. Space Cats Peace Turtles. We also ended it by talking about that cool trick in Knives Out, that visual trick. Same, same ending. It's great. Wait, with yeah.
0: which one? Which cool trick?
2: the the one the we talked about with the, the reflections thing like literally cool. my my co-host just randomly brought that up because he also <coughs> follows that same person on twitter
0: wow yeah. so if you want to hear yeah, the really same weird. conversation but done in the context of a board game
2: yeah yeah listen to the whole board the whole episode <laughs> <laughs> all right well it's great talking to all three
0: of you i'll talk to you guys again next week goodbye Pssh.
3: bye bye